Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. Want to do a podcast? Actually, I think it's time we sync up with someone else. Hello, I'm Michelle Pennycook, a functional medicine registered dietitian who specializes in women's hormones and gut health. And welcome to Sync Ups with Cycle Chats, a space for women to be educated, empowered, and inspired. On this episode, we will be discussing how to upgrade your energy by learning to support your adrenals. First things first, what the heck are your adrenals? And <laughs> that's probably what you're wondering. Your adrenals are a small triangular gland that sits above and on top of both kidneys. They produce hormones that regulate your response to stress, your metabolism, your immune system, and your blood pressure, as well as other really essential functions in your body. They produce hormones like your fight or flight hormones, cortisol, and small amounts of sex hormones. So these glands are super important for managing our stress response and other bodily functions in our body. So supporting them through food, nutrition, and lifestyle is so important for overall health. Whether you're having you know, the symptoms that we'll discuss in this episode or not, supporting your adrenals will be really important long-term for long-term health. So you've probably heard the coined term adrenal fatigue. So that's kind of the most common thing you're going to hear. It was like a trendy way to kind of talk about the adrenals. But what I want to come across in this episode is your adrenals don't actually fatigue. So I like to call it more adrenal dysfunction. So when I'm talking to my patients and, and we're talking about that, we're talking about adrenal dysfunction. So your adrenals can start to overproduce or underproduce hormones, which is where we get some of the symptoms that we're going to talk about. And that's the dysfunction is that overproduction or underproduction, which can cause symptoms. So some signs and symptoms that your adrenals might need some support. I categorize these into two phases. So what usually happens is when we're in that, you know, stress response, typically your adrenals can become dysfunctional and lead to more high cortisol, right? So more adrenal overdrive at first. And then eventually, right, if that stress response is not corrected, it can lead to what I call adrenal burnout, right? Or burnout. And that can lead to lower cortisol, lower hormone output. So you can have a mix of these symptoms because sometimes your cortisol pattern throughout the day can be off. Meaning that when your cortisol is supposed to be high, it can be low. And when it's low, it can be high. When we're looking at your cortisol throughout the day, we want to see a steady rise in the morning, right? To get you up, get your immune system working, and then it slowly will fall at nighttime so that you can fall asleep. And so when that becomes dysfunctional, that can lead to kind of those mixed symptoms that we're about to talk about next. So some symptoms of adrenal overdrive. So typically that first stage when your adrenals start to become dysfunctional can lead to blood sugar imbalance or sugar cravings, feeling really wired and tired, especially at nighttime. If you're trying to go to bed and you're like so tired, but my brain is really wired. Weight gain, especially around your belly area, because higher cortisol can lead to belly fat, can lead to an increase in like stubborn, you know, belly fat that is hard to lose. Anxiety, mood issues, stomach issues, and suppressed hunger. So a lot of times when people are very stressed, I talk to my clients about how you can't trust your hunger hormones when you're stressed because oftentimes, again, it can lead to those cravings, but it also can lead to the not feeling hungry, which we'll kind of talk about a little bit later as well. But when we get into that adrenal burnout phase, some of the symptoms are more extreme fatigue. You can definitely feel fatigue when your cortisol is on the higher end, but that extreme fatigue, like your head is just sewn to the carpet in the morning, low blood pressure, relying on stimulants like caffeine, energy drinks, coffee, difficulty waking up in the morning, poor 
concentration and brain fog, poor immune function, so getting sick all the time, and exercise intolerance. So if you find out like you're exercising and after exercise, you're just exhausted, right? You're not getting that energy burst that you used to get. That can mean that your adrenals are struggling a little bit and maybe we need to switch up exercise and be a little bit smarter. So these are common symptoms I see. There are varying other different symptoms, but these are a good start to kind of assess where your adrenal health is and what might be driving some of your pesky symptoms. Typically, how we assess this. So you're probably wondering, like, is this a test I can get done for my doctor? Every once in a while, doctors will run your blood cortisol, but that's not my favorite way to do that. So when we are assessing where your adrenals are, it lies on a spectrum. So typically, you want a cortisol test that is done through your day to assess the rise and fall I talked about earlier of your cortisol levels and also looking at your total cortisol production throughout the day because that's also very important too. So in my practice, I use a Dutch test that is looking at urine metabolites, but some doctors also will do a saliva test, which also is a really good marker. The saliva in urine is going to be the best as far as looking at that. And typically those are done from more of a functional practitioner, not your typical medical practice doctor. So this is not the same, like I kind of mentioned, as asking your doctor to run a blood test for cortisol levels. It's not as accurate because it's only looking at one point in your day, which is not very helpful. You end up missing a huge piece of that puzzle because you want to look at that cortisol rise and fall throughout the day and assess it from there. So now that we've gone over the basics, so you kind of understand what the adrenals are, what are some symptoms that you might be having adrenal issues, let's get into the nitty gritty of how you can support your adrenals and support your stress response through lifestyle and nutrition. It's really important to remember there is no quick fix, and I'll probably say this again on this episode, there's no quick fix for supporting your adrenals and your hormones in general. And it's really important for consistency with a lot of these things I'm going to talk about, consistency and really changing what got you there in the first place. Because a lot of my clients, you know, will ask, well, why, why, why is this happening? right? Why am I having this adrenal dysfunction? A lot of times it is unmanaged stress, unbalanced blood sugar, you know, not sleeping well. It's usually a combination of a lot of things that led to that. So really supporting those habits that got you there in the first place is how you're going to create that long-term change. So what are some nutrition basics? right? That's what I do. I'm a dietitian. The nutrition basics to support your adrenals. So one really important thing is going to be meal timing and making sure you're eating enough. Um, and blood sugar balance is kind of my next bullet point and, and it all really ties together. So I'm just going to kind of talk about it. So when we're talking about blood sugar balance and meal timing and eating enough, why is this so important? You know, eating enough is important for the fact that you're providing fuel for your body, you're providing nutrients and nourishment for your body to one, help build hormones, but also to make your body feel safe. So under eating can definitely make your body feel unsafe. It can lead to causing internal stress in the body. A lot of times when we think of stress, we think of work stress and family stress and stress with our spouses, but we're not thinking about the habits that we're doing every day that are stressing our body, like not sleeping and not eating enough. So making sure you're eating enough, you know, you can definitely calculate, you know, how many calories you should be eating every day. But another good way is really focusing on meal timing, blood sugar balance. So if you're eating three meals a day, one to two snacks, most likely that's a good amount of food for you as long as those meals are balanced. But you can always work with someone to kind of figure that out as well. So meal timing, why is that important for your adrenals? So meal timing, I typically recommend for, you know, most cycling women that not to go more than three to four hours without eating. So we want to wake up, we want to eat breakfast within, you know, 60 minutes of waking up. That's going to help get our blood sugar balanced for the day. It's going to help support that adrenal response 
response because when you are skipping meals, which I think a lot of women who are listening to this are probably guilty of, and I have in the past as well. When you skip meals and you're not eating, your body is very smart, right? We have these built-in mechanisms. They're not going to let your blood sugar dip. What ends up happening is it will actually pump out stored glucose to bring your blood sugar up. But also when your blood sugar dips, your cortisol spikes. So it does cause a spike in stress hormones. Over time, that can lead to some of those adrenal overdrive and adrenal burnout response. So we really want to make sure, you know, you're having breakfast, you're eating those three meals a day, and you're having a good balanced snack in the afternoon. Or if you're having trouble sleeping at night, sometimes even doing a bedtime snack can be really helpful, like a yogurt or an apple and peanut butter or something like that. Another really staple thing with Nutrition Basics is eating nutrient-dense whole foods. So it's a very broad thing, but making sure we're having those really good whole foods. So, you know, we're having that good quality protein. We're having that good quality fat, those fruits, those veggies, really getting in those antioxidants and micronutrients and macronutrients that we need for the day to nourish our body and choosing fiber rich carbs. You know, carbs are not the enemy. (laughs) This is what I want to make sure you guys all know. Carbs are actually very supportive for your adrenals, very supportive for your thyroid, but it's really choosing better carbs whenever possible. You know, really trying to choose those fibrous carbs like fruits and root vegetables If you're going to go into the grain category, eating more whole grains is always going to be better. And so that is also really important because lower carb diets can lead people to having some sort of adrenal dysfunction and really adding in those healthy carbs can really help with the nervous system, with your adrenals and helping to keep your blood sugar balanced and adrenals happy. Adequate protein intake is also super important. So most women are not eating enough protein. I usually recommend for my patients a minimum of 100 grams per day. Most women are not reaching that when they come to me. So assessing on a calorie counter, even just what your protein intake is now and how you can kind of increase that is always a good thing to do. But also making sure at your snacks, at your meals, you're having adequate protein portions and you're also having an adequate protein source. So that's something that really should be the basis of your meal and you can kind of build around that. Another thing that is really important from a nutrition standpoint is salting your food. (laughs) You might be like, whoa, wait, Michelle, isn't salt bad. If we're getting salt from Cheetos or McDonald's fries, sure. Is that the salt we want? Absolutely not. But especially when you're eating really whole food, nutrient dense foods, you do need sodium. You do need salt. So you want to make sure you're choosing a good quality salt. So we want to choose a mineral salt or a sea salt. My favorite mineral salt is Redmond's Real Salt. That is my favorite brand. You can actually look at the back and see all the minerals that it has in there. So salt is actually very important. And I find that many women are not getting enough sodium, which can lead to a lot of other imbalances in the body because sodium and mineral salt does have a broader spectrum of minerals in there as well. But we really want to support mineral intake when it comes to your adrenals. A lot of really important micronutrients are going to be minerals. So minerals like magnesium and sodium, potassium, and a bunch of others are really important for your adrenals and helping to nourish those. Because when you are under stress, you burn through minerals a lot faster. So you will burn through your potassium, you will burn through your sodium, your magnesium, things like that. And so we really need to more than not replace those and replenish those ideally from food. Sometimes with my clients and even myself, I will do mineral drops in my water or like electrolyte drinks like that. Like I think it's Element is another good brand that has, you know, prepackaged things like that. But I'm going to share a little bit of a secret cocktail. (laughs) It's not really secret. I think there are a lot of different recipes all over social media, but I do recommend for a lot of my patients having 
time in the day where you're really fatigued doing what's called an adrenal cocktail. So an adrenal cocktail will have vitamin C, which is also extremely important for supporting your adrenals. It will have potassium and sodium, which are kind of those three trifectas. And then you can also add in some added magnesium if you're feeling that. So the recipe that I typically give out and you can look online, there's lots of other ones, but is about four ounces of OJ, which is going to be your vitamin C source, eight ounces of coconut water, which is going to give you a lot of potassium, some other minerals, and then about a fourth to a half a teaspoon of mineral salt or even sea salt. And then you can always add in calm magnesium has a good unflavored magnesium you can add into there and play around with dosaging. But again, anything like this, any sort of supplements that you're going to add, make sure you do run that by your doctor and make sure that's something that would fit into your plan, especially if you're on any sort of medication or any sort of potassium restrictions with your medication. So the next thing and kind of the last thing we're going to go over from a nutrition standpoint is going to be watching your caffeine intake. So you do not need to cut out completely caffeine. So don't think that's what I'm going to say, but a lot of it is your timing and your intake. So we want to make sure we are not drinking coffee on an empty stomach. When we are drinking coffee on an empty stomach, that is immediately pushing out those stress hormones. You want to make sure you're drinking your coffee post breakfast. So that's really going to be important. And I know that's a huge shift for some people. A lot of my clients don't like when I tell them to do that because a lot of it is habitual, right? Waking up drinking your coffee in the morning. But I also want to give a friendly reminder that coffee is not breakfast. You need to actually have a breakfast. Iced coffee is not a meal. And then also just watching your intake throughout the day. A lot of people will replace that afternoon coffee when they're getting that slump in the afternoon with an adrenal cocktail. But especially if you're going to have another coffee in the day, make sure it's before one o'clock so it doesn't disrupt your sleep. Maybe after lunch, right? Having it after a meal again and not on an empty stomach. That's going to be kind of the best way to support your adrenals when you're doing coffee. So let's get into more of the lifestyle side of it. The lifestyle is extremely important because oftentimes this is what leads you to the point of needing adrenal support in the first place and nutrition as well. But I do see a lot of these lifestyle things being super important. So diet is huge. (laughs) Diet and all the things we talked about are super important. Just wanted to touch on that point again. Another thing is sleep and sleep hygiene. So sleep, I usually recommend at least seven to eight hours of sleep at night. And then when we're talking about sleep hygiene, we're talking about turning off our electronics, (laughs) you know, maybe an hour hour to 45 minutes before we go to sleep, having more of a relaxing bedtime routine. And what's really, really important when it comes to your cortisol response, and when we're talking about that rise and that fall, is really making sure that we are having a consistent wake and sleep schedule. A lot of people complain that they have trouble falling asleep, but they're waking up, going to sleep all different times of the day. Your body loves routine. Your nervous system thrives on routine. So really getting into that routine of waking up, even on the weekends, around the same time, every morning waking up and every night, to really going to be helpful in supporting your adrenals. Exercising smartly. Ladies, we do not need to be doing hit intense workouts every single day. I see so many women's adrenal hormones in the dumpster from just over exercise. Typically what I recommend, I love walking. I don't think it gets enough credit, right? I think it's it's so, so good for you, so good for your insulin response, so good for stress, so good for the body and very gentle, but also weightlifting is super important. So really building that muscle, you know, the heavier, the better, but obviously working up to that if you're just a newbie. So usually I'll recommend about two to three days a week of weightlifting. 
and then the other days doing some sort of walking. When you get to a point where you are feeling a little bit better, you might be able to add a day or two of hit into your week, but you just have to really assess how you're feeling afterwards. So working out, you don't have to leave a workout being completely drenched in sweat from head to toe to actually have gotten a good workout. So just a friendly reminder for that. Another thing is self-care and boundaries. This is oftentimes one of the hardest things. This and then stress reduction, which we'll go through later. Self-care and boundaries is so important. And this is boundaries with yourself and boundaries with people in your life because you really need to fill up your cup first, but you also need to set those boundaries and those things that are stressing you out so that you can help support your own body. Because at the end of the day, you are the most important. So setting those boundaries with your friends might be, hey, you know, I'm not going to go out tonight. I didn't sleep well last night. I really need to just get to bed early. Or setting those boundaries with family about things you might not want to talk about. Or setting boundaries with yourself, right? Of, hey, I'm going to get off my social media at this time tonight. You know, I'm going to stop rolling Google or, or WebMD about my symptoms. Things like that, I think, can be really, really helpful. And then I guess we might as well go into stress reduction. So stress is always going to be there. It's not going anywhere. And that's why I tell my clients is I think we're always waiting for that next week, right? Next week will be less stressful. This will be less stressful. And sure, there are ebbs and flows. But life is stressful. (laughs) There are always going to be things that are popping up. You have to be the person that is going to figure out how they can build stress support into their day. How can you reduce stress on yourself long term? What does that look like? For some people, that is prepping their food for the week. So they're not super stressed during the week about food and they're taking care of themselves from that standpoint. And usually I'll recommend about 10 minutes a day and you can work up to that of some sort of stress reduction technique. So like meditation or breath work, just taking time for yourself and really taking that time to actually shut your brain off because a lot of us live and kind of run on stress hormones, right? Like all day long, we're just like running on stress hormones, go, 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 go. And we're not taking a break to actually calm our body, calm our mind, get into that parasympathetic mode. So really taking time, you know, watching Netflix and sitting on your phone might feel relaxing, but you're not actually relaxing your brain. So meditation, breath work, all those things, it's really takes time. Again, you're not going to do one meditation. Magically, everything is so much better. So it's really with repetitiveness and kind of like working out, right? You're working out your brain, you're working out that muscle to relax, right? To get more into that parasympathetic mode. So that is really, really important. One other thing is light exposure. So when we think of your circadian rhythm, so your circadian rhythm is that sleep and wake cycle throughout the day, right? That rise and the fall of certain hormones like cortisol and melatonin. And we really, really need to support that. And sunlight exposure is super important. So really getting morning sunshine can help regulate that sleep schedule, regulate those cortisol patterns, whether you have low or high. So if you live in a place that's warm or it's warm season, get out, drink your coffee outside, go for a walk without sunglasses. And if you're really in a cold area, I do love those happy lights. So Vera Lux on Amazon is the brand that I like that I recommend to my clients doing about 30 minutes to two hours of that a day in the morning can be super helpful in kind of boosting cortisol levels. That is a great thing to help support your adrenals. So I feel like I've given you a lot of good things to work on and it's putting them together piece by piece, little by little. So I hope that this was an informative talk and gave you the tools to empower yourself to nourish your body through food and healthy lifestyle, healing from adrenal dysfunction takes time and practice, but you can totally do it, you know, and it just takes time. So I hope that you will sync up with us next time. 